Welcome to season two of A Moon in the Dark with Ellen Blake, where we hope to connect people to God's heart through themes in Marvel movies. There's a Disney Plus TV show that highlights Loki, the god of mischief. We find out that there are several Lokis getting caught working mischief in different timelines. The question becomes this, will they continue to simply try to survive or will they decide to finally live for something bigger than themselves? Join us in the conversation today. We all know the negative impact that the coronavirus pandemic has had on our students. Nowhere is this more heartbreaking than for the students in the inner city. My friend Becky Matthews has organized Simply Students Fund to help three organizations in the Atlanta area who already work with these at-risk students. You can read about their efforts and support them at simplystudentsfund.org. In the void, we see a bunch of pruned Lokis, which is weird to say. What is a pruned Loki? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, so a pruned Loki is a Loki that did something that was he wasn't supposed to do, that was not in his timeline to do. And he, the TVA catches him and sends him here. And so this is where they, the void is where they send all the people that do something that they weren't supposed to do in their timeline. But the difference between Lokis and everybody else is that the Lokis are able to survive the monster that's there. And the monster's name is Eliath, and he eats everything, but the Lokis just survive. They do. So they're smart, and they, they're, you know, the gods of mischief. So they get in little groups together, and they have little hideouts, and they're just, they're just, they're, they're alive. They're surviving, but they're just not, they're not thriving. They're not doing much Their else. Their basic job is to just survive, not getting eaten. Correct. What we're talking about here is the second to last episode of the TV series Loki. Right. Which is super weird and super crazy, but it kind of grows on you. So here we are in the void. Mobius comes, Sylvie comes, and you've got a bunch of Lokis. Yes. So we got an alligator who's a Loki. We got an old dude who's a Loki, a young dude who's a Loki. And then Loki, Sylvie, Mobius, right? So the old guy Loki, what he did to get thrown here was at the very end with Thanos, instead of Thanos killing him, he makes a projection of himself. Thanos thinks he kills him. And this old Loki, he turned himself into like a space rock. And he's just out there floating in space. He's alive. He's surviving. But he's alone, sad, you know, so he becomes lonely, tries to go see Thor, gets caught, thrown here. And what he knows is how to survive. That's what he's done this, his whole life. So Mobius is now here. Mobius' plan is to go back to the TVA. And the young guy, the young Loki, who's about 13, asks Mobius why, what is he going to do? What does he expect to gain? And basically Mobius inserts the idea that you can change. Basically, they said, why would you turn on the very organization that has been your life? And he said, well, people can change. So you can see in that moment that the old Loki, his eyes, he's thinking. Yes. Maybe, and so you're going to see in a minute that that was a nugget of a thought that maybe he could change and do something different than what he's always done. So what did he decide to do? Yeah, so to get to where they need to go, 
Loki and Sylvie need to get through this monster. And they're about to do it alone, just the two of them, and enchant it. But they can't do it on themselves. They can't do it by themselves. They need a distraction. And so this old Loki who is really good at, at creating things that aren't there, just like how he did it with himself to survive, he sees that they're losing. He's, he, he turned away to survive more. But he sees that they're, they can't do it on their own, so he creates this life-size replica of Asgard and just makes it look super convincing and projects it out. And Elioth, who just devours whatever's in his path, sees, oh, this is bigger than these two people over here. So he goes and just attacks this big old castle Asgard-looking thing that's not real and is well distracted so that Loki and Sylvie can do what they need to do and as they're doing it, Elioth, the monster cloud, comes in and takes out this old Loki. So we can see that the old Loki, he didn't survive this time, but he did something good. And he did something for other people that's worth living for, right? But you can see it in his face at the end. He knew he was going to be sacrificed. And he doesn't did. he yell out, glorious purpose? Yes, he does. So he sees that that was his purpose in that moment to lay down his life for other people. Mm-hmm. So what's our glorious purpose? Well, it's not just to survive, right? I mean, not just to survive our time on earth and protect, be self-protective, protect ourselves, make our little kingdom, um, but to thrive, to give our life away for, for others. And what it makes me think about is Romans 12 and how Paul tells us that we should offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God which goes back to the, the altar that you think of in the Old Testament where there, a living sacrifice is not a dead sacrifice, something that's staying alive but staying on the altar and living to sacrifice for the Lord's purpose, for other people. And a lot of that reminds me of motherhood and how moms, we, we, we it's what we do, we lay down our life for our kids in, in so many ways. And I remember going back and looking at the Old Testament where one of the sacrifices is where you pour out the wine and you just pour it out into the dirt. And so many things I feel like we do as moms feel like that. It feels like we're just pouring ourselves into the dirt, but we're not. We're Whether it's dishes or diapers or sandboxes or reading books or just the monotony of doing the same thing day after day. There's something glorious in laying down your life for other humans, other little humans. And um, one time someone gave me a widow's mite. They said it was a widow's mite. I don't know if it really was an ancient coin, but I wore it for a number of years when I, when you guys were little and I was in the thick of really choosing family over some other things I could be doing. Choosing like the monotony and the, the stuff at home instead of some of the more exciting things I could have been doing. And I wore that and I would just touch it sometimes and think I'm giving the little, you know, what I've got, I'm giving what I've got. Mm -hmm. um, but there, you know, there are other people listening who are not parents and God has given us each gifts and passions to use for his kingdom and his glory and not just our own little kingdom. Yes. The great commandment tells us to, first love God, but then also to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so when we obey 
that commandment that God has given us to put others before ourselves and love them well, we are going to reap up rewards in heaven. So by having this glorious purpose of putting God first and others second before ourselves, we can reap reward. But it's not always fun. No. Because that's what sacrifice is. It's hard too. And that, so it's not always glory. I mean, it's glorious in a way, but it's not always glamorous or necessarily fun. It was fun seeing so many things out of Loki, as quirky as it was. We, we got some pretty good stuff out of it. Well, I enjoyed this conversation. We'll see you next time. If you're enjoying season two of A Moon in the Dark, please rate and review the podcast so that other people can find us. Jesus' heart and desire for us is that we would live with purpose and not just surviving that we would live with peace and not just worrying. Hear his words in Matthew 6, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Jesus promises us his peace, and so I leave you now with his peace. Peace for your day and peace for your night.